I didn't hear anything fall. Did you? Nothing, Nothing ever. It's all good. It's all good. Let me share. If you don't have a Bible, um, we've got some always sitting up here on the platform, which I would love for you to get because we will do something new tonight. We're going to actually use it. Anybody here need some over here? All right. So make sure you feel, feel free to hop up. David, pass those out right over there. Anybody need it? Anybody else? It's always good to have one to look on with. It's all right there. Okay, good. Don't throw them hard, David. Thank you. Could be bad. It, if um, you brought a, a friend tonight, um, or if you came and first time here tonight, um, and you don't have a friend, I will be your friend. And uh, I will if I'll have you fill out this card. I just love to know who you are. So if you brought a friend or you want to be my friend, give me this card. I'll be your friend forever and ever. BFF. It'd be great. Okay. Good. Also, high school spring break group, those that are going, there's a few of you that haven't turned in your application yet. I've got some on that that table back by Kyle who looks so enthused right there. So um, make sure you, you grab that. All right. What are we speaking about this week? Love. love, love. Not, not, not love. No, it's, it's love. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're speaking about. Week two on, on, on love. Are, are y'all ready? Okay, you sure? All right. So when your when your folks when you get home and they ask what you learn, just say, "Ah, oh, he just talked about love." And just no, don't scare him. That'd be bad. I'm just trying to make some room here. Now, let me share this. Are you ready? Are we ready for tonight? Yep. Oh, I forgot a prop. Oh, wait, y'all stay right here. Don't worry. I'm not going to leave the room. All right, I've got something, so if you fall asleep, don't worry, I'll get you. All right? Okay, don't want to forget this. I will need that. My aim has gotten a lot better. I was in here for about one hour to work on that. Don't you worry. So make sure those around you stay awake. Now, all kidding aside, let me share this. Tonight, I want to speak to you about something that for some of you is going to be in your face. Some of you, I guarantee, after the first two minutes of me speaking, you will not care to hear anything else that I've got to say. Isn't that great? Aren't you glad that you're here? Now, I want you to know that what I'm going to try to give you is no Dan in all what God's Word is saying. Because sometimes God's Word is hard to hear and for some of you, you might go, well, this doesn't apply to me at all right now. I don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend or anything like that. It doesn't apply to me. But I think sometime in your life, I, the odds are with the next three years, five years, it will. And I want you to know the Word of God. Do you want to know the Word of God and what it says? Okay, you've just sunk yourself. You understand that. cannot blame me from here on out on what we are are going to be in. Now, we're going to be in the book of Corinthians. Corinthians. Paul wrote to the church of Corinth. We're going to be in the second book. There's two books, first and second. We will be in second Corinthians. Now, let me share this. Some background on it is he is trying to write to them because they've gone astray. They've fallen away. They're a young church, a very weak church, and they just have fallen away from the commands of God. He has come in and he's shown them love. He has poured his heart out to them, and they have not responded back to him at all. My hope tonight is this, in what I share, 
that I pour my heart on what the truth of God's word is to you. But that you will not be like the church at Corinth. Because they did not respond back to him. And it's so important that you, when we hear the word of God, that we respond back to it. We're going to look at just one verse before where we're going to start tonight. Because it sort of tells Paul's heart. It says, verse chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13. It says, in return, I speak, to, I speak as to children. Widen your hearts also. This truth that I want to share tonight, I'm building it all up. And you're going, oh, is that it? But just wait, because it will affect your life. One day I'm going to share this truth with my kids. I'm going to teach this to them. I know I will. And I'm going to teach them because God's word says it should be taught and it should be obeyed. And I want them to know it. And truth is this. I want you to know this as much as I want my kids to know it. This truth is just important. They're all important. So give it a chance. Not just with your ears to hear it, but with your heart to respond. Okay? Say, I will. Okay. Oh, you're sunk again. That's twice. All right. Verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Stop. I know it. Breathe. It's okay. Unequally yoked. Now, there's... There's really, when I thought about three types of yoke, I, I put one of them up here. So that first slide up there, uh, see? Um, first type of yoke is that, right? Is that a yoke? Okay. So is that what this verse means? Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Does that make sense? No. Hush. Now, <clears throat> there's an, a, another type of yoke, and there's no slide for this, but... A, a rabbi back in the day when they would teach, I'd miss that, when they would teach, the di- disciples who would fo- follow them would take on the yoke of the rabbi, the rules. You and I, you may not know this, but you take the yoke of a, 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 a rabbi in your own life, and that is the, the, the yoke, the interpretation, the rules of G- Jesus Christ. So you take on his yoke. It, it's, so that's a second type. But that's not really what this verse is saying. It says, do not be unequally yoked. It's this, right? Next slide. That's a yoke. Do we all agree on that? And those are o- oxen. Now, I need some volunteers. And I've already pre-picked them. One's the b- birthday boy for tomorrow. So they're not volunteers. And one is uh, one of his, his best friends ever, Caitlin Farmer. Come on down, guys. Come on down right, right here, please. I need you. <clears throat> right now, today would be great. Okay, now. I will. Y'all sit right, right there. Right here in the first two, two seats for a second. Okay, as my wife says, this is a yoke. We're about to explain it more, but this is a, a yoke. And those are oxen thingies. Cow oxen thingies. I don't know, it's from Google. I, did, I did, didn't look that up. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 10 says this. Okay, and we've got it, I think, oh, we don't have it on the screen because she's right here. So, I'll read it to you. It says, do not plow with an ox and donkey yoked together. Okay, do not plow with an ox and donkey yoked together. Okay. 
Y'all have got to forgive me for this. Do you f- forgive me? Yes. Okay, Kyle, come on up. You're going to be an ox. Come on, Kyle. Everybody say, yay, Kyle. Yay. All right, come on, Caitlin. You're going to be a beautiful small horse type thing. Okay? <laughs> All right. Now, the whole point of, of what it says here is this, and I don't want you to miss this. This is, let's say this is a yoke. goes across their backs. Now, what's stronger, an ox... Ox, ox, or a small horse-like thing, majiggy. That's called a, do- a donkey. No, the ox is stronger. The ox is much stronger. Which is bigger, the ox or the donkey? The ox is bigger. Why do you not have them plow together? Put your arm around this, this piece right here. Put, put your arm around, around the top. Now, put it down against you because it stays against your neck. Now, if y'all were to walk, can I move this, Johnny? If y'all were to walk, and the ox has probably twice the stride of a donkey, what would occur? Okay? So y'all, you take small steps, you take large steps. Go. Wait. Don't let go of your your, your attached. Walk. Walk. No, you're dragging it sideways, and you've just killed it because you broke its leg, and now it's dead. Okay. Scoot on back. Okay. Because I want you, yes, yes. Now, because I want you to understand when they read this verse, it meant more like, oh, don't be yoked. Okay, yeah, that's cool. They took this image in mind. A big ox and a cute petite donkey. Um, Okay, you don't strap them to get together because if you because when you plow you want to do a straight line. If you were to try to plow with these two, this is what they would do. Circle, circle. They are they're they're going I'm going this way, I'm going I'm going the right way. Oh wait, 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 I'm coming back. I'm coming. oh wait, where we're going. Oh wait, we're going the right way, we're going the right way, going the right way, oh wait, 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 we're not going the right way. That's what's going to occur. All right, thank you guys. Y'all were fantastic. You're dizzy now. Now, I want you to understand that image is supposed to be in your mind when you read that. Do not be unequally yoked, which means one is stronger than the, 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 the other. Their gait is not the same. Their, their strength is not the same. And if you say, well, we want to go that way, and you try to, because God says we need to walk that way and live that, that, that way, you try to, but one's going to pull one away. And you're going to go, well, oh, almost made it, oh, almost made it. Have you ever felt like your life is like that? Because this verse, we're talking about sort of love and dating and stuff like that. But do you understand, this verse applies to everything in your life. Friendships that you have, the close friends that you depend on, that you lean on. You wonder why you keep falling away from God and you don't live for Him. It's because your life is at, at a pitch. This is what you're doing. Well, I could do this all night. Well, wouldn't that be fun? Okay, that's what's... Now, I want you to notice something else. In Deuteronomy 22.10, it says, Do not plow, plow with an ox and a donkey together. Why else? We already said why. Why else? Because one thing, ox was seen as a clean animal. A donkey was seen as an unclean animal. And I want you to know that if you would put them together, the clean animal, animal will will never make the unclean one which is god's in god's eyes clean the unclean one 
is going to taint the clean one, and it will, cannot be used in the right way. So he's saying, do not be unequally yoked. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, do not be unequally yoked, because it will taint you where you are unusable. Do you get that? And the scripture is so clear here. You go, well, it's sort of, somebody, I've talked to youth, go, well, it's just sort of, you know, it's just, you know, no. At what point do we go, okay, it's a, it's, a, it's a truth of God's word. If you believe this is God's word and God is creator of the world, who he says he is, and you are saved through a relationship with Jesus Christ and, and you live your life for him and it's in obedience to God, then you've got no choice but to obey this. Now let's keep going because Paul writes that and then he writes a few things just to sort of pound the point home. Look at verse 15. It says, I don't know where I am on notes. All right, he does a couple questions here. The first thing, and we're still in verse 14 here. And give me a second to turn there or I'll be very lost. Verse 14, chapter 6. It says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Okay, what par- par- partnership does r- righteousness have with lawlessness? Righteousness is obedience to God, God's word. Lawlessness is disobedience to God's word. Is there any part, part, partnership at all? No. Can there be? No. I mean, it's just like there's no doubt it's clear as day. Let's keep on going here. In the rest of verse 14, well, what fellowship has light with darkness? Have you, okay, try to just grab your mind around this. I know you're like, well, I've been in school in math and four times eight was hard today. And so, but try to get this. Okay. Have you ever seen light fellowship be in the same place as darkness? I mean, like exactly the same spot. They can't be. Do you understand? Where there's light, there's no darkness. Where there's, no, where there's darkness, it's an absence of light. There's no chance for light and darkness to have fellowship. Okay? And he's pounding this point home. Believer and unbeliever should not be unequally yoked. It's not like, well, it's a it's sort of gray area. No, he says it's, it's clear as day. And look at this next statement, verse 15, it says, what accord or harmony has Christ with Belial, which is another name or word for Satan. Okay, so what harmony is there between Jesus Christ and Satan? Some of you might, I'm scared to say it, some of you might go, well, they're like brothers or something, right? No, no, Jesus Christ is God, okay? Satan is a fallen Ain't, 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 being of light. Okay? He's a fallen angel. That's what he is. Jesus Christ is without sin. Perfect. Satan, man, he's full of sin. Jesus Christ is selfless. Satan is selfish. They will never have harmony to get together. Okay? Let's go on. In verse, um, the rest of verse 15, or what portion or what in, co- in common does a believer share with an unbeliever? Okay? 
I wonder why we come to church and we talk when we come to church and we're like, yeah, my faith is important to me. I come to church like every Wednesday night, man. I'm here like every week. And we're like, yeah, I'm here. I'm dedicated. Give me a high five. And when we leave this place and we're among friends at school, that God is never even a thought to be a part of our conversation at all. And you go, well, it's sort of awkward for some people at school because they don't go go to church. And part of it's because you don't have it's not you don't have it in common with them. See, when you were put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you became bought with a price. You are not your own. Okay, you've been bought with a price. And the word God says to honor God with your body. And let me share this. If you truly believe in in Jesus Christ, you've heard me say this before, your life is not about you. It's all about God. That is all it's about. If you do not believe in Jesus Christ and you just live in this world, your life is all about you. It's the Bur- 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 Burger King deal. You know, that have it your, 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 your way. Right? Yep. That's what your life's about because that's all there is. You eat, eat, drink, and be, be merry, and tomorrow you die. That's what you've got to, to live for. So he's saying, what in common does a believer have with an unbeliever? And we've got to ask ourselves that question. And I'll, I'm, I'm going to move on from here, but, but, but look at this last thing in verse 16. It says, what ag- agreement has the temple of God with I- idols temple of god and the word god says that we are the temple of god and what agreement do we have with with idols i I want you to to see this verse in deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 7 through 9 it's the 10 commandments who's heard of this before this is where this is found okay it says you shall have no other gods before me, and then it goes on. It says, "You shall not make for yourself a carved, a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven or that is on the earth beneath or that it is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a je- jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those." Who hate me. Now don't miss that last part there. It, 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 I like it's just sort of at the end there on, on the top of that. Those who hate me. You know, we, um, we've got four kids in our house. And we, tr- we try to not use the word hate in our house. Do you ever have that in your parents? Like, when they go, ah, we, we, don't, we don't hate things. Okay, we, we do that because hate's just a very strong, mean word. Now, I hear a lot during football time, my um, poor um, astray son is a Florida ga- 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 Gator fan. And so all I, he'll, be, he'll talk smack and then it'll slip out. Man, I hate Florida State. Ooh, I hate, he'll be doing some chant. I'll be like, hey, Buddy, buddy, we, we don't have to hate. You can like dislike with all your heart and passion and all that stuff, but don't, don't hate it, right? Because hate sort of, it's sort of a harsh word. And I want you to understand that last verse that we read because it's a, a sobering thought, something that should wake you up. And it says this, that worshiping I, 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 idols or anything other than God is hating God. That's just what he said. And we get caught up in the things of this world and go, oh, I accidentally did that. Do you understand the 
um, the weight of what you're doing when we go astray from God. And when we don't worship him, we hate him. You're like, well, I just ignored him for a while. No, you worship creation and not the creator. And the word of God in verse 9 says, it's hate to me when you do that. And I thought, man, we need to wake up. But look at this, because, man, this goes on in verse 16, because it starts off with um, what agreement has the temple of God with, with idols. And he says, that, for we are the temple of the living God. Think of that. Okay, we're talking about being uneagerly yoked and, and who we are in relationship with, not just to date, but even fr- fr- friendships and par- partnerships and and, and, and what not. And when we take the word of God, we should go, oh man, you know what? You, I, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a temple of the living God. And it goes on, and he takes some um, some verses out of the Old Te- Testament, and he, and, and he Paul, Paul writes this, for we are the temple of the living God, as God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my pe- people. Does that make you feel good? Because this should make, make you feel good. You know, God says, I will walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Man, I want to I, I be known as being God's. Who is that guy? You know, he's, he really can't talk worth a lick. He's sort of weird, but man, I think he's God's. You know, God's, I mean, that's the greatest thing you or I can get. Now, because we are the temple of the living God, we are to look in verse 17. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. When are we going to be different than the world, from the world? When are we, from a youth to even an adult that's in this place, when are we going to go, you know what, I am going to be different why because i'm a temple of the living god and god walks in the midst of me and he is with me let's keep going because there's a promise here at the end that you can't miss in verse 18 the end of verse 17 let me start in verse 17 therefore go out from the midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you. And you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Man, do you understand that when we live a life set apart, he says, then I will welcome you. That I will be a father to you and some of you you know i'm sorry but you you, you don't even you, you in this world you don't understand how well, well what that means but the, you know i've got four kids and i love them dearly and i will do anything for them to teach them to do what is right and to be safe and to be pr- protected and to grow and, and 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 this is what god's saying man when you make that stand that you're so scared to do because no one else seems like they're going to do it. When you do it, he says, man, I'm going to be right there with you. I will be a father to you. And you will then be sons and daughters to me. That's a goal we should have. Now, what in the world does all this have to do 
with love. Love, right? Love. And the point for tonight I want you to think about besides just all the truth we've looked at is, is if, how it deals with love is who do you date? Who, in knowing what you've just been taught, how does this affect who you date? Are you who you look at going, oh, I would sort of like to date them. Does it make your stand, stand, stand standards go up at all? Or do you leave the bar low just to be safe? Because so many of us, and I did it back in the day, you leave the bar low just to be safe because what if no one loves me and I'm all alone? What will I do then? First, understand this. This stuff right here, it's not a suggestion of God. It's the command of God. And we need to do it. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. You, as teenagers, man, and, and those that are close to that age, let me encourage you to get this point and go, you know what? I want to follow God. I want to be welcomed by him and serve him and seek him because he is in me. And I'm going to make this part of my life. It's not something that I'll think about. It's something I'm going to do. And I hope you understand this because we've not even gone there. But I've talked to many youth in my lifetime. And evangel dating or missionary dating is not biblical. Okay, you know what that means? Well, I'm going to date them so I can bring, bring them to church. Or what if I break up with them and they stop coming to church? Or they won't come. It's my chance to get, to get them to know God. It's wrong. It's not the way that God works. God is big enough to use other ways than your sin to lead someone to Christ. You got that? Okay. So, when you date, you need to date someone with the same standards, faith, morals, belief, Jesus that you have. It's just clear. Who you look for? Guys, you need to look for a girl that you're attra- attracted to. That's, that's important for a guy. Okay, you've got to have some attra- attraction. But you need to look for a girl who loves G- 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 Jesus. <laughs> They're out there. You get, that's what, what you've got to look for. Girls, quit dating guys just because they say they're a Christian. It's a bunch of... Pahooey, a lot of times, okay? They, and, and, and so many times I've talked to them, they go, yeah, is he a Christian? They go, oh, uh, yeah, I, I think he is. He's been to church a few times. If you can't talk to them about God-type things and who God is in your life and in theirs, you don't need to be dating with them. You need to find, a, girls need to find a guy man, who loves Jesus. G- G- Jesus, with, with a lot of J's in front. You've got to find that guy. Demand it. Expect it. Don't settle. I'm so tired of seeing people settle. You know, just as a, um, another note here, just as a, an oxen and a don- don- donkey don't, don't plow together, they're, they're unequally yoked I really believe that a baby oxen and an adult oxen are not meant to plow together either. Because the same issue is going to arise. And so you need to look for someone 
who is going to challenge your faith in Christ. Who's not just sort of, well, they just sort of got saved this thing, so yeah, I can date them now. Because, you know, I'm growing and God's called me to the admission field. You need to take that into account. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do you hear me? I have like flown through my notes. Are you alive still? Yeah. Are you sure? 